Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Sterner, play action, looking, punch, throws down the middle, touchdown, Arkansas, oh my! Clint Sterner is brought to you by Motorsports Authority. Sterner throws, With two great locations and hundreds of vehicles to choose from. Sterner, very confident. Throwing down the middle. Oh, this Clint Sterner, he's putting on a show. Check them out or visit online at msastore.com. Play fake, Sterner steps out of trouble. Wow. Oh. Wide open receiver, it's Cobb towards the end zone. Touchdown! Oh, those are the good old days. Clint Sterner joining us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. What's up, Clint? Happy Friday. Fellas, what's going on, man? How y'all doing? We're good. You know, I've, I guess that clip's been in there the entire time, and I've never commented on it, but I'll never forget that play. Um, I've never asked you about this one because it's not as notable as some of the others you've done over the years. I don't even know if it was the most notable play from the combo, but you were under pressure, and you kind of flipped it out to Cedric in the flat, and he took off and scored a touchdown in the Cotton Bowl in 2000. Yeah, man, that was. Yep. Uh, I knew to, to be completely transparent. I, I knew that I was. I knew I was going to get in trouble. It, the, the way the video, or the way the play looks on film, it looks like you know I, I got surprised and, and made a super athletic move to get free and then spotted Cedric. No, I knew where Cedric was going to be. Uh, when I came when, before I snapped the football, I knew I was going to be in trouble. <laughs> so. It, it looks a whole lot better on film, to be completely honest with you, than, than it. I mean, I knew I was—I probably should have never snapped the football, for being honest, but I did, and uh, somehow avoided uh, you know pressure by anticipating. And I knew Seth was going to be there. You so, like Vince Vaughn uh, and Wedding Crashers? Hot route, hot route. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was—it was one of those that you know a better athlete would have would have probably executed that a little bit more cleanly. But, <laughs> but I had to. I had to do everything I could just Buddy. to survive, so it looked like a good, a good highlight. You executed it perfectly, but you look like a newborn fawn doing it. There's no question. <laughs> I mean, but hey, I'll take effective I'll take over pretty any day of the week, right? <laughs> no question. I'll take it, brother. I'm good with it. What about the the other play about that game? I've never talked to you about this, I don't think, but you guys are you guys are backed up inside your five, maybe inside the one. You guys are like right on the goal line, and uh, they're bringing the heat, and you flip it out to, to Anthony down the left sideline. Yeah, man, that was that was just our old basic hitch and go, man. We we ran, we had, you know, with Luke, we had such a, a, a you know simple but just basic, um, you know, approach. Was if he has one on one coverage, if they were soft, I was going to throw him the hitch. If they were, if they were pressed, we we're going to throw to go right over the top. And and uh, you know, sometimes corners, good corners, which Texas had, you know, they tried to kind of play in between and kind of bait us, you know. So we would hit him with that, just a hitch, and I would pump it, and then he would run by him and. Um, you know, hey, you know, tip the cap to Coach Nutt for calling that one. I mean, backed up like that. It takes guts mm-hmm. to call that particular play because I had to hold the ball for a, a split second. And um, it ended up working out. I always, I always give Anthony hell. You know, 99% of the time, and that, that is not a that is not a stretch, I, 99% of the time Anthony made uh, my throws look good. That that was actually one where I hit him right in the bread basket. If you watch the review, he 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 kind of bobbled it for a minute, and it allowed the DB to catch him. Or that would have been that would have been the longest touchdown in Cotton Bowl history of 99 and a half yards. So I always give Anthony a little hell on that one. There, he uh, 
he cost me a record right there. Well, you guys beat him up bad enough. I mean, you didn't need to add insult to injury, so that's okay. But uh, anyway, <laughs> there you go, kids. There's your history lesson for this Friday. Now we're going to talk about current day football and Arkansas hosting South Carolina 1-0. We talked to you earlier in the week about the Cincinnati game. So let's turn to the Gamecocks. And I think the you know the most debated thing this week has been um, you know, Arkansas's run game against against South Carolina, and then also, you know, how good is Spencer Rattler? You know, we talked to a couple different people who aren't super impressed, and then we talked to their play-by-play guy who's like, this guy's the real deal, and obviously he's done some good things in the past. What do you think? What what kind of impact can he have against Arkansas this weekend? Well, I, look, I think Arkansas is the, the far superior team. I think this is a, this is a, a game that Arkansas should, should I mean, at home, um, you know, with plenty of reason to dial in after not playing real well last week. This is a game that Arkansas, Arkansas should dominate in all three phases of the game, if we're being completely honest here. So um, when when I look at, at the matchups in this game, uh, it's Arkansas's run game, obviously, which is going to be – it's going to – every week the, the matchups are going to start with that. Arkansas's run game versus South Carolina's defense that gave up 200 yards rushing to Georgia State last year, last week. And then you flip it around and you go, and this isn't necessarily a stat, but uh, I'm not the biggest Spencer Rattler fan, but Spencer Rattler's going to make them throws that Ben Bryant didn't make last week in the first half. And so it, it's Spencer Rattler and, and the, let's call it potential, of, Sp- of Spencer Rattler versus a secondary that was suspect last week. Very, very suspect. In fact, I, I think Arkansas has a hard time winning that ball game last year. Ben Bryant is worth a flip in the first half. Mm-hmm. Um and so, let's say last year, I meant last week. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's – I don't know who the hell Spencer is. I know he's a talented player. He's a, he's a talented passer of the football. I don't know what kind of quarterback he is. But but I believe if, if Arkansas allows consistently allows South Carolina receivers to get behind them in secondary, Spencer's going to hit more of those than he's going to miss. And, and that, that could be a problem because then all of a sudden it can, can Arkansas's run game keep up with explosive plays from South Carolina. So – um, the secondary's got to play much better. I think most people would say that there's an upgraded quarterback this week, you know, from from team to team. But overall, who do you think has a better team, Cincinnati or South Carolina? Yeah, I think Cincinnati has a better team. I, I, I do. I, I think, you know, South Carolina, I mean, Beamer had a, a nice little out-of-the-gate run last year that was um, unorthodox, to say the least. You know, I mean, starting different quarterbacks, ended up, you know, one of, one of the most exciting parts about their season last year was a guy playing quarterback that wasn't really a quarterback that had a great season. One of our old coaches, Coach Steph, was obviously out there at South Carolina. Uh, it was actually one of his receivers, I believe, that played, played quarterback and played well. So it's a really, really cool, feel good story. They had a good season, but this is not a good football team. I mean, they're 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 not they're just not a good football team. I mean, they they were they were they were down fourteen to twelve to Georgia State last week, midway through the third quarter. Hell, it was beyond midway through the third quarter, and so they're just they're just not a good football team at this point in time. I don't know what Beamer's going to do out in South Carolina, but Arkansas is a much better football team. To your question, I think Cincinnati is a a much better football team, and um, again, this this is one of those games that I fully expect. Sam Pittman and Arkansas to uh, to handle at home. What is South Carolina trying to do offensively? That's a good question. I, I think that's that's a big problem for them. Is, is I don't know if they have much of an identity. Um, I know that I know what they want to do is they they, they want to um, revolve everything around Spencer Rattler. They they want and, they, and look, this is a small sample size. We've seen one game yeah. with Spencer Rattler at, at, at quarterback right now, and so 
Um, you know, I, I don't I don't know what the answer to that question is, Wes, in terms of what they are 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 wanting to do. But but I, I think ultimately that the smart thing for them to do is to build around their their high profile transfer quarterback and, and spin the rock around the park. So we'll see. We haven't seen enough from them to to know what it is what it is they're trying to do. We haven't seen enough from Spencer Rattler post all the adversity at Oklahoma to know who he is. I mean that. That adversity he went through at Oklahoma, that has crushed many a man. That that has ruined many a quarterback. And so it's very possible that that ruined Spencer Rattler. Getting benched, getting booed. I mean, in today's world, getting just absolutely smoked on social media by the fan base. Um, that's, that's crushed many a man. So I, I'm not sure who Spencer Rattler is at this point. But um, South Carolina, could, could, they couldn't run the football against Georgia State. Um, they didn't throw it very well. If it wasn't for their special teams, they had two blocked punts. I believe both went for a touchdown. Um, if they didn't have that, we may be talking about Georgia State upset in South Carolina, if you want to call that an upset. So um, a couple of plays swung that game big time, big time last week. In fact, I'll say that, that's really the, the concern for Arkansas, right? I said three phases earlier, guys. I mean, Shane Beamer clearly uh, emphasizes special teams the way his father did. And it won it won a ball game week one for him. So maybe that's where Arkansas's got to really improve. Other than secondary, they they've really got to be on their p's and q's on special teams as well. I think Arkansas runs the ball, runs the ball, and runs the ball against South Carolina. I mean, if four hundred plus yards, four hundred plus yards. I, I I thought I was about to go big and say, I th- you know, they had two twenty last week. I, I was thinking maybe they get three hundred this week. Three fifty, yeah, but that's okay. wow. That'd be. Oh, I, I, I think. I, yeah, I think this is this is one of those games where where they can go for four hundred, man. I mean, I you, you put the backups in, you put Malik, you put Malik Hornsby in there. If you get a little bit of a lead in the fourth quarter or in the second half, mm-hmm. and and you you let him do work. I mean, this is the team, guys, that we saw Darren McFadden go for what was the three twenty something. Um, I mean, I saw those stats the other day. I don't remember them off the top of my yeah. head, but I saw I was doing a, I was doing a little piece on the South Carolina game, and I looked at it between him and Felix Jones. Hell, they damn near had 500 themselves. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think this is a game where where Arkansas should the goal should be 400 yards. I mean, the goal should be uh, you know well into 300, if not 400 yards rushing. See if they see if they can break some records here. Yeah, speaking of last week, Arkansas was very balanced. I mean, yardage wise, it was like 224, 226 for passing and rushing. Is that ideal for Arkansas? Well, yeah, I mean it's ideal if if that's what the opponent's going to allow them to do. I I don't think it's I don't think it's going to be safe for for Arkansas to go into games and, and emphasize the pass the way that they did early in that football game. I, I look, I, I just think that when when our, our Arkansas's in, the, the priority number one in the first quarter for Arkansas should be to try to establish a run, not not let the defense not and not a bunch of not a bunch of read plays, RPO type plays. Um, those are great. Don't get me wrong. But, but for, for me, Arkansas's a, a, a call-it-run-it uh, offense. It, it, this is one of those where we're going to establish the run, and, it, and if we're able to play bully ball, we're going to do it, and we're going to establish the run, and then we're going to throw our one-on-one routes outside to our, to our receivers. I mean, that's, just, that's the identity, and when Arkansas can do that, they are going to be hard to beat. And I'm talking about hard to beat by anybody. Now, when you, when you run into the Alabamas of the world, then all of a sudden you've you got to have somebody – Jaden Hazelwood or, or Matt Landers or Trey Knox, you got to have one of these guys go for 150. Mm. Uh, you got to have one of these guys have a, a, a monster game when you get them into that one-on-one coverage. But for the most part, I, I just and I don't care who they're playing, even Alabama. I, I, I think the, the the priority number one going in is is 
take the decision off the quarterback. We're not going to RPO. We're not going to put him in a position where – because the problem with the RPO guys is the, the defense can then dictate what you do. Now, they can't dictate whether you have success or not, but if I'm running an RPO, uh, if I'm running a run-pass option and I'm a quarterback, I'm, I'm reading one force player. And if that force player bites on the run, then I'm pulling and I'm throwing. Well, hell, if I'm defending Arkansas right now, every RPO that's, that, that's called or every opportunity I get, I'm forcing, I'm forcing K.J. Jefferson to throw the football. I mean, I'm, you're, you're, you're not you, – by choice, you are not running the ball down my throat, which is if I'm a defense and I'm playing Arkansas, my number one goal is to stop the run. My number one goal is to not allow you to push me around and, and run the football downhill in between the tackles. And so I, I think from a play-calling perspective, Kendall Browse has to, especially in a game like this, uh, take, the, take the decision out of, out of K.J. Jefferson's hand and pound the rock between the tackles and then, and then adjust accordingly. That, that's, that's where I'm at with Arkansas's offense right now. Uh, Clint Sterner, join us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. It's brought to you by Motorsports Authority, msastore.com. Uh, zone question of the day today, one of them is Arkansas wins and covers. Arkansas wins but doesn't cover. Arkansas loses. It sounds like you're thinking they're going to cover. Yeah, I think they'll cover it in a big way. Um, yeah, I don't – I don't. again, I, I thought they would cover in a big way last week. And if, if – if, I mean, if, if the secondary doesn't, doesn't spit the bit, then, then they, they do cover in a big way. So – um, I expect the defense to rebound in a in a in a in a, in a big time way. Yeah. I, I don't know what I don't know what was going on last week with the defense guys. I, I don't know. We saw more four down defensive line, which means they're not dropping the old three three five. They were dropping eight guys into coverage and forcing the quarterback to throw the ball into coverage. I don't know if that's Barry Odom making a wholesale change and there's going to be a four down team, or if they're going to be if if, if they're going to go back and forth and they're and they're going to they're going to get back to what we've seen them do really really well, which is the bend don't break method and make make a team go, you know, ten twelve plays to score. Mm-hmm. Uh, boy, I sure I, sitting here today, I sure like that that approach a lot more than I like what I saw last week. So um, I, I think Odom's going to get that fix, that defense fix. And I think Arkansas covers in a big way. The other question is, who do you like to win the NFC East? And the Eagles, by the way, are the favorites at least locally at Oakland. Yeah, man, I, I really like the Eagles, man. I'm, I'm, I'm really high on, on. I've always been high on Jalen Hurts, um, uh, and, and he's done nothing but, but, but get significantly better in terms of passing the football. I mean, he's, he's grown in, in a way that I don't think I've ever seen a quarterback grow from like his junior year in college to his second year in the NFL in terms of just passing the football versus chunking the football. Um, he's he's really really improved. Every time I see a highlight uh, or hell, just a preseason game, uh, I mean, I, my my mind is blown that the same guy that that, that I saw and uh, worked with a you know a few years back. So um, I, I like the Eagles to, to win that to, to win that division. I, I think Dallas was already suspect of some of the decisions that they made in the off season, and now you lose your left tackle, you don't have your receiving core. Hell, Dak Dak Prescott's got a bad ankle. Um, you know, I, I think I think it's going to be a tough tough run from Mike McCarthy here early in the season. Wes says he changed shoes. It'll be fine. Dak's going to be all right. He's fine. <laughs> I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I hope that's uh, the case. We got, a bad, we, got a, we got a bad Dak in Dallas, baby. We'll see. All right, Clint, thank you, buddy. Appreciate the time. All right, brother. Y'all be good, man. All right, thanks to Motorsports Authority as well.